Oda, 30 feet away. Jumper in the air. He's got it! Lamar Odom has won it for Rhode Island! In traffic, off-balance shot. Thank you! Jared Terrell in Rhode Island has done it in the final five seconds on a circus shot from Jared Terrell. A career-high night for him and a victory for Rhode Island. Look it up, Dutton. Run out, Rowdy, look out! Oh, steal by Vance Russell off of Young. Three. Don't do it to him like that, Vance. Dribbles into the forecourt. Iverson going up. He dunks it home as the buzzer sounds. And Rowdy, the 8-10 champs. That's right. It's time for another episode of Rowdy Baseline. I'm Gary, joined by my co-host, Andrew, on a special week, Andrew, right? I think this is the... The time of the year that everybody, you or I, and another fan base has been waiting for for about a year now, right? Oh, absolutely. It's the week that everybody looks forward to in the state of Rhode Island, and we all missed it last year. Reasons unknown, which we'll get into later on with our special guest, Nick Coit, of why this game didn't happen last year and how much it means to not only the state, but the fans, the players, and just how much we really missed it last year and it's it's great to have it back and hopefully you or I can shock some people and win this game because make no jokes about it you or I's underdogs tomorrow that that is correct Andrew before we get into that do make sure to follow us Facebook Twitter and Instagram at Rody Baseline and do give us a subscribe and a like and if I start rating on all your podcast platforms uh, we are available on all podcast platforms and able to listen so thank you to everybody that has listened. But yes, before we do get into that PC game, uh, the last time we chatted with you guys, we were in sunny Daytona, Florida uh, for URI's two games in the Sunshine Slam and not the result that we were looking for, right, Andrew? Yeah, I think sunny is a little bit of an understatement, Gary. There was only a couple of days or hours that the sun was actually out, but it was still a blast down there in Daytona. We saw a lot of roadie fans. And Roadie Nation showed out down there in Daytona. I know Gary and I had a blast. We went to the International Speedway, went to the games. Um, we rooted against Bryant down there. We uh, we had some fun down there. It was good to get home. And But, yeah, Roadie went one and one little bit of disappointment. I would have been okay going one and one if we didn't get stuck playing BC again. But they took care of business against Boston College on Sunday, 71-65, and they lost to Tulsa in Oh, that Tulsa game was a great game. Back and forth all day. You saw the grit. Just unfortunately, you or I made too many mistakes down the end, and Tulsa was able to take advantage of them. And then they went on to lose to Utah, who was the champions of the Sunshine Slam down in Daytona Beach. And I just want to thank all the, everyone down in Daytona for all the hospitalities, from the players and coaches that we saw in the hotel to the fans, all the employees that worked in Daytona. It was it was a special trip, and shout out to Jay Lugio for uh, partying with us all weekend. Got to give a, a special shout out to uh, Jay Lugio, formerly known as Sign Guy at the Ryan Center, uh, who we were able to catch up with uh, down in Daytona Beach. So shout out to him for uh, the hospitality throughout the weekend. But yes, Rhode Island had a, a little bit of a tough time, did get to play that BC team and get another win under their belts. And then traveled over to Fort Lauderdale for a game against Florida Gulf Coast. Which was a disaster. 
I mean, they looked so good in the first half of that game, and then they just imploded. Remind me a lot of that Duquesne game a few years ago. But it's just a running theme that I've noticed throughout this year is this team plays well in the first half but can't finish it. And we saw that almost happen against Harvard on Wednesday night. I think that's the big topic that we need to talk about today is the fact that this team gets out to big leads and can't finish the games off like they did like against Florida Gulf Coast. They were lucky enough to finish the game against Harvard. They didn't they had a lead against Tulsa, couldn't hold on to that one. They almost blew the same leads again to Boston College. I mean maybe it's just it's early in the season. I just think the team needs to buckle down and play a full forty and they've yet to do that yet, Gary. Now, we do want to be aware, obviously, URI did get to come home and play a game against Georgia State. Georgia State plagued by some COVID issues where only seven of their players could play, uh, and not including a lot of the, the starters, uh, which made a, a huge difference for URI. Gary, I'm going to interrupt you there. I don't care who Georgia State had, their starters, freaking Michael Jordan coming in there. The way that URI shot the ball in that game, nobody was beating them. I don't care who you are. They shot 15 of 28 from the three-point line, 33 of 62 from the field. They shot 53% from three-point land. They shot 53% from the field. Nobody's going to nobody's gonna beat anybody when you put up those numbers and 94 points in a game. I don't care who you are in college basketball. When you're shooting like that, nobody's going to beat you. But you do have to feel bad for Georgia State that they didn't get, give the full shot that they wanted to. That's, that's right, but URI was able to pull out the victory there. Uh, a very important deciding win that you know took care of uh, losing at Florida Gulf Coast and kind of made things a little bit better. And then, obviously, before the biggest game of the year for both of these teams, uh, URI did travel to Cambridge for a game against Harvard, uh, who should be you know, pretty high in the Ivy uh, and was able to take care of business against Harvard as well. Yeah, and where another roadie nation stepped up and showed out. Cambridge Cambridge was Ryan Center North up there with the Ram fam up there. So shout out to roadie nation. URI looked good again. They played a great first half. They were up. They were up by, I want to say it was 18 points at the half, but Harvard, Harvard woke up. Harvard Played a great second half. Unfortunately, it just wasn't enough. They shot ridiculously in the second half, Harvard did. And it was it was what kept them in the game. But unfortunately, and URI cooled down from shooting from three in the, in the second half. So it's just a tale of not being able to finish, Gary. Yeah, luckily for us, uh, we were able to, you know, keep up with that game. Harvard did make a, a slight run in that second half. But obviously the adversity of... URI and and this is something that we were retweeting from our Twitter as well uh, with uh, some quotes from Stone Freeman. Th- this team had a lot of grit in that Harvard game, and I think that that is going to carry over uh, to the PC game that is happening today uh, for this team. But the, we still have to talk about the the elephant in the room, uh, the Providence College Friars, before we get into our interview with uh, Nick Coit. Uh, this game is going to be a battle between both of these teams. Right. I completely agree. It's going to be a battle. Both teams are out to great starts. URI being six and two PC being seven and one. It's just going to be a battle. It's, I think, I think a lot of it has to do with the fact that we, they didn't play each other. Everybody's going to be loving. Everybody's going to love the fact that the game's back and 
Downtown Providence is going to be buzzing again, Gary. Yeah, I mean, we should be super excited for this game. I think that the the buzz that's going to be around the dunk, obviously, if you're listening to us, you're probably having your morning coffee before you start having your first beer of the day. Uh, but obviously, the the town's going to be buzzing. This URI team comes in at 6-2 and two with uh, playing a PC team that just recently on Wednesday beat Texas Tech. Uh, in a nail biter where they were down by 18 points at one point. So it's going to be a very, very tough challenge for URI in in this game. And I think that we should be super excited that it's back. And I think that the, the dunk is going to be rocking, even though, you know, obviously I think it's going to be a, a pretty big dunk hunt this year uh, over at the Dunkin' Donuts Center. Ha ha, I see what you did there, Gary. The dunk hunt because those mean friars decided to duck the game last year very clever of you sir had to go there uh but with that it is uh now time to go to uh our interview that we were able to get uh andrew who do we have as our uh, special guest on this uh special pc uri episode of roadie baseline i mentioned it a little bit earlier i believe but uh we have the man who is as biased as they come who's been covering college basketball in Rhode Island for a few years now. Um, Nick Coit from ABC6 Sports down in Providence. So let's go to that interview now. All right, Roadie Baseline fans, we are joined now to chat about the lovely URI PC Rivalry Week uh, by Nick Coit of ABC6 Sports. Nick, it's uh, great to finally get you on the show. Guys, I'm really excited. Uh, it's obviously a great week to, to do this because... It's the week, of course, for college basketball around here. So, yeah, I'm, I'm happy and flattered that you guys are having me on today. Now, obviously, this game means a lot for both teams. Obviously, URI 6-2, and two, two losses to uh, Florida Gulf Coast and Tulsa in a neutral court. And PC with a, a huge win at Texas Tech and only one loss in their book. What do you think this game means for URI? And what do you think this game means for PC just as the season kind of progresses? Yeah, I think um, it it always means something, I I think, a little bit different uh, every year. And I think the great thing is, Gary, you just pointed out the two teams' records. When these programs are healthy, this game means a whole lot more for everybody. And that's a great thing. When they're going into this week and, you know, maybe one team's struggling, has a couple of bad losses in the record, something like that. We're still hyped, of course, but... It's a little less of that, all right, these teams are humming, they're playing well, whatnot. There's a lot of meaning. So when these programs are healthy, it's great. And I think so far this year, you know, where, where they're at, it's, it's a good thing. For Rhode Island, it means a heck of a lot if you're talking about any sort of, you know, NCAA tournament resume, if you want to build something from a non-conference. If you look at their schedule this year, just based on, you know, what their opponents are and what quadrant and whatnot – this, I believe, is first quad one opportunity against Providence. So that's a huge, huge deal. That's beyond the rivalry. That's just quality of opponent. And Providence obviously has earned that sort of clout because of the way that the Friars have played. And the fact the Friars are battle-tested. They've you know gotten the Texas Tech victory was huge. The, the win at Wisconsin, I think, as the year goes on, Friar fans are just, they're going to be, they're going to be happy with that. Even and even happier when when March rolls around and even a win over a team like Northwestern. I mean, that was huge. So, you know, for the Friars, they just want to continue to play well. And, you know, having a game against Rhode Island on their home floor, 
yeah, it means a lot because it's the, it's the team coming from Kingston and it's on their home floor at the dunk this year. So yes, there's meaning to them too. So it's always different, but I think again, because they're both healthy programs right now, everybody's happy. And that's why we're looking forward to this. I just, I think the one thing that is crazy that I saw that's been popping up is how nobody from URI has played in this game, but I think it was Ian this past weekend, the shepherd called him out for wearing a PC media pass. <laughs> yeah. So it's, great to, it's great to see that the players know how big that this game actually is and that they're, they were ready for it a week out and they thought that there was a spy already in the building. So, well, poor Ian has to work on Saturdays, usually very long days. Um, so he's, and that was a Saturday where it happened to be where Providence had tipped off early. So he went and covered the Providence game. Then he went down to URI, just happened to have the, all the passes around his, around his neck because he's like, all right, well, I'm going to go here, here, and here. So I'm going to keep these on all day and, Good for Jeremy for picking it up. It was great. It was a great moment. It really was. And Ian very much appreciates that, you know, and that's that's great because, you know, I, I think with this rivalry, it means a whole lot more. And I, I think you guys, I don't know if you agree with this, but it means a whole lot more to the fan bases. It really does because of the history and they follow the program every year. Then I, then I think it does the players because the players come from other places, whatever, but the great thing is I think the players embrace the fact that it does mean a lot to the fan bases. It is the civil war inside the borders of the state. And so to hear Jeremy Shepard say that, like, that's, that's cool. That's, that's yeah. cool. He, he embraces it like these players, I think will embrace it, especially when they step on the floor on Saturday. I also think following up on that, that URI has a special like in with that with Malik Martin and how his brother played for four years and never got to beat him. So I'm sure Malik's going to have a little bit of extra motivation to get the boys ready for Saturday so that way he can rub that in his brother's face. Well, and I think there's always in this game, there's always that player that emerges from one of the sides. Like somebody steps forward and you're like, you know, maybe they've had a decent season so far. Maybe they've had moments, whatnot, but then – they step, I, I always, I mean, I always think of freshman Fats Russell and, and when he stepped forward, that was his shining moment where we said, okay, well, this kid's going to be pretty good. Uh, and he stepped forward and beat Providence and with all the talent that they had on that team, which was crazy. And so I, I think of this year's rosters and I look at the players and I say, especially with the way that Malik has played lately off the bench and the contributions he's been making, you never know. Maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe Hassan has been in Malik's year and said, Hey, that'd be nice if you could beat them for me. And, you know, maybe Malik comes out and I don't know, scores however many points, grabs a bunch of rebounds and helps the Rams win. You never know. I also feel like another guy, like you said, that pops out like the fats and all that. I feel like, I feel like Shep Shepard could be one of those guys because he came back. I feel like he came back to have a shot at PC. He didn't get the shot last year. He was the last year it was in Kingston. I think that was the year he had to sit out. So he hasn't had the shot at Providence. So I think Shepard could also want that, could be that guy that steps up too. Well, if he's got the Hawkeyes for the Providence passes in the back of the press conference, <laughs> obviously on his mind, yeah. Uh, and I think for, for Jeremy too, if he were to step forward and have a good game, I think that, that bodes extremely well for Rhode Island um, because I think he's had his struggles lately. 
Um, but if he steps forward and plays well, I think that's going to mean that Rhode Island is going to play well on Saturday. He's, he's such an important player for them this year. And they have a lot of depth at guard. I think both teams have good guards in this game. Um, but particularly with, with Rhode Island, with a guy like Shepard, yeah, if, if he's shooting well, that's going to bode well. Because I, th- I think Rhodey is going to see, and we saw a little bit of Providence in zone with Texas Tech, I think, and they can always, Ed will switch to it right. like that. And I think we may see that. I, teams have played against the Rams with, with his own defense. We saw Bryant play with his own defense. Yeah. So yeah. we could see that. Often. Yeah, and if Shepard plays well, that's going to help break it. Right. Now, obviously, uh, one one duo that I do want to bring up that I think PC should be a little worried about is the two uh, two big boys who finally get to play with each other after the injuries last year, the Mitchell twins in the in the backcourt. Uh, what do you think about the Mitchell twins and the challenges that Providence are going to have guarding them? Well, they've had a tremendous season so far, uh, evidenced by the fact that Rhode Island is at one point. I know they were, you know. Stats change every day, so I'm not sure if they still are the top shot-blocking team in the nation, but they're top five. They're pretty darn yeah. good, and it's because of those guys. They've, they've had a great year so far, and they do. If you, you want two guys that can try to go up against a guy like Nate Watson, who you know is a potential All-American center, those are the guys. Um, I think the guy that I look for on the Providence side that could complicate things because of his ability to, you know, step outside, step in the perimeter and make shots is Noah Horkler. Because I think if Noah starts having a good game, it may draw the attention of one of the Mitchells. And then you start getting down there with a matchup of maybe one of the Mitchells and or an Antoine Walker with Nate Watson, and that could present some problems. So it all depends on how they play. But having both Mitchells on the floor, yeah, I think it is, it's been tremendous to see and Something that David Cox has said this year that's really stuck out to me, and I think the players have really embraced so far, is that they wanted to get back to their culture with this program. And I think we're seeing it. And I think their culture is tough, you know, up in your face, up in your grill defense um, and protecting the rim, which is the way that they've done things so far this year. So if we see more of that on Saturday, it's going to give them a chance. I think – you saw it early in the game with Texas Tech that if the Mitchell twins get going, it could be a long night for PC because Texas Tech bigs were having their way until Ed Cooley made the adjustment in the first half. So, and that was just with a couple. If you have the Mitchell twins doing what they can do, I don't think PC is going to have a long night with them. And if they can't make the adjustment, it could be tough for them. Well, and I think here, here's the importance now of the Texas Tech game for Providence. That happened. And they had their struggles and they had to rally from being down early and Providence. What's dangerous about Providence right now is they just figured out that they they can win when Nate Watson doesn't have a big night. That's a huge confidence booster. Uh, Al Durham, I think has been fabulous so far. He's been a great addition. Uh, We talked about this, Bill Koch and Maury Hirschgord and I in our podcast. And uh, it was something that, you know, Ed, I always point out that Ed, recruits his guards really, really well. He always has a lead dog guard, whether it's Kyron Cartwright, Chris Dunn, Bryce Cotton, David Duke Jr., like go down the line. And it can be Luan Pipkins. It can be a transfer and or somebody that he recruited early on into the program. And I think he, it, it, always, it always helps when he has that guard that can step forward and play as well as Al Durham played. 
Uh, and the role players obviously played well in that game too. I think Ed Croswell is the guy that he's going to be a lot to handle off the bench if he plays the way he played against Texas Tech too for the Mitchell Twins. So they they have a lot of confidence going into this game right now. And so I, I think Rhodey's best chance, I think, is, yeah, absolutely. Mitchell Twins up against Nate. It's a great matchup. We're all looking forward to seeing it. But Providence does has the, have the confidence that they can figure out other ways to score and, and to defend as well. What do you think about if Bynum, if Jared Bynum can't go for PC, is that that could really change how things are looked at tomorrow, in my opinion? Yeah. So I don't, I don't know where that comes from. Yeah, I, I think, again, they figured it out with the Texas Tech game. Um, and that was one game. So, you know, not a huge sample size. But I, I think when, when Jared got hurt last year, Alan Breed was a kid that had to step forward and had to handle a little bit more on his shoulders. Now he's a sophomore who got some good experience, who had some good games as a freshman. And I think he helps. And, and Al, again, too. I think Al was able to handle the ball a little bit more and, and really just, just lead the charge on the floor. So without Jared, yeah, I think it, you know, you like to have your point man out there, the guy that you, the way that you envision your rotation, envision your team, but they figured it out. They did figure it out. And, you know, the fact that I think AJ Reeves was getting some of the looks that he was, especially late in that game, obviously means that they were doing something right. And the ball movement was actually really good too. Right. You know, for not having your lead point guard out there, it, it was pretty good. So yeah, he's, I, I don't think he's going to play. Uh, he was yeah. in a walking boot when we saw him earlier this week. Uh, I think it would be a miracle. I think if, if Jared played, I think his ankle would have to heal like that. Um, yeah. From a URI fan perspective, I love that. But from like a college basketball fan, who loves these rivalry games? It's sad to see the best players not out there, yeah, competing and all that stuff. I think that's everything we can we can all agree on. Whether we're URI fans or PC fans, we want all the best players out there and hope for the best for Bynum in the long run. But yeah. to play tomorrow. Hopefully, it helps URI get the dub. <laughs> <laughs> He's snake bitten, which I I feel bad about because he had that injury last year too. And Jared's a good kid, and really I think has worked hard to. You know, step into the role that he's stepping into. So hopefully he heals quickly. Ankles are funny things. They sometimes they just magically they just yep. perk up. So it's true. Yeah. So I I, I want to get the elephant out of the room here. We've heard over the last couple years since 2015, Ed Cooley bringing up that this PC URI game is not a rivalry. Uh, David Cox was asked a couple of days ago and said that in the eight years he's seen. He's not sure if it's a rivalry. Nick, what do you think of, of that question? Is the PCURI game a rivalry for everybody? And I'm not just talking about the fans here. <laughs> so I say it is. I believe it is a rivalry. They, this will be the 131st meeting between the teams tomorrow. That is, to me, a rivalry. And because of the way that Yes, the fans, definitely, it's hyped up. Both fan bases, they care about it. It can, And the thing is, it can be a rivalry, but have different meanings to both teams. I play this very down the middle, guys, because you know, <laughs> both programs. But, you know, to, to, I think you guys get this. To Rhode Island, this means a heck of a lot because you get the bragging rights over the Big East team that's in the big city that plays against the big teams in the conference schedule that gets all the quad one opportunity, all of that. 
And for Providence, I think they see Rhode Island at times as a little brother. I think Rams fans will feel that too. And so, but, and they, when they lose, it's, you know, the little brother just beat the big brother, that sort of thing. That's the way I think that Providence fans will feel sometimes. And you hear that sort of chirping. So it means a lot. People talk about the game afterwards for a year leading up to it. So yes, I believe it's a rivalry. But when I hear Ed Cooley say that, it means to him that, and coming from him, it, it means that, okay, my games on my schedule against Villanova and Seton Hall and UConn and whatnot are going to mean a lot more for our NCAA tournament chances and our goals for the season. And that's why I think it can be downplayed at times. Um, I think Coach Cox was probably smart to not get into the semantics because he didn't want that coming his way this week. But he knows what it means. He knows what it means. And for the players, when they get out there, when Jeremy Shepard's pointing out press passes in the back of a press conference, again, (laughs) it means something to the players. They embrace it. They embrace it because the fans embrace it. So to me, it's a rivalry. But I get where Ed Cooley comes from with it. I get where, you know, David Cox and Dan Hurley before him and, you know, the coaches that have come along and been a part of this, I get where they're coming from too. Um, so, but to me, yeah, it's a rivalry. I mean, the, the thing that also I laugh about is a couple of years ago, obviously, and we talked about, you know, freshman Fats Russell at the end of the PC press conference, he screams into the mic, Hey guys, you think this is a rivalry and runs out the room. I definitely think that it means a lot to the players too. Like it's gonna, it's almost, we know when the, you're, when you or I walks out of the dunk, like onto the court for the first time tomorrow. And the boos start coming out that they're going to look and smile and go, okay, we're here. Let's do this. Let's get it done. Like, and that's, and I get where Ed is coming from, right? I understand that he thinks that the big East is the big East and that your ride doesn't play in the big East. Right. Do I think that this game should be played twice again? It'd be awesome, but it wouldn't matter. Like it wouldn't mean as much if we played it twice, but I think that, it mean he thinks it's he thinks it's a rivalry, but he's not going to mention that because he's just focused on the game. He's focused on getting the game done, it, and that's what makes it tough. Like, and believe me, I'm the Ed Cooley quote from both of us bl- makes our blood boil. Right? It, it, that's and it should, but it, in the end, I think that Cox did a good thing about not talking about it because he doesn't want to deal with it, and he wants to focus on the game. And they have a a challenge at hand coming up in reality. Well, and I think David too, last year, he took his, he said his piece when the game was not played. And so he, this year, I think he was, okay, well, we're playing the game and it means a lot. And again, for David, he knows that this is a quad one opportunity. It's, it's more than the rivalry. It's a huge chance for Rody to pick up a big win in non-conference play in terms of opportunities. I, I mean, looking at the, I'd have to have the schedule in front of me, the rest of the games that they have in non-conference, but is there a bigger opportunity in terms of a, a chance for a big win on conference in Providence? No, not really. No. So he knows if he starts getting to the semantics, then he starts hearing that. And it's like, well, no, I got to focus on the game. My players got to focus on the game rivalry or not. We want to go and win this game. Now, how much do you think that last year and everybody saying that PC ducked the game and all that stuff adds to this year and I can't, I can't remember who it was, but I don't, I didn't think PC did themselves any favor when they added. It was either Fairfield or Sacred Heart 
Fairly Dickinson. Fairly Dickinson. Fairly Dickinson. I had the F right when they added Fairly Dickinson the exact same day that the PC URI game was supposed to be. And that's where everybody started. That I think if PC would have scheduled like a Duke or somebody, nobody would have been like that upset. But the fact that they scheduled a so-called cupcake on the exact day and you couldn't make it work with URI, I just wonder how much that's going to come up into effect this year. And I personally think it would have been so much better if the game would have been at URI this year because oh. of what happened last year. Oh. <laughs> all those times I see in the stands with all the cartoon characters and celebrities, whatever, I don't think we would have seen any of that. I think it would have been one emoji of a certain bird that we've seen for <laughs> all year. We're not going to talk about been a lot that. Of, we've been seen a lot that of logo fun. a lot of times the last couple <laughs> of times. <laughs> no, but you're right. I, I think you're when you add spice to a border war like this, it will come up and it and adds a little bit more to it. You know, I think for PC, again, I play this neutral, but I think as, as time has gone on here, that's, I that's get, why we have you here, Nick. Don't worry. <laughs> we need you to be the middle <laughs> ground between us here. I know? try to be real, <laughs> but for PC, think about it. If they play the game at alumni hall, no fans, whatnot, I think the, the problem would be that PC would want it back. And I think they would have had a chance to get it back to the dunk this year just because of the circumstances and the pandemic. But Rody might have had a case of, well, well, you played it at PC last year. Let's get it back to the Ryan Center and keep it going, whatever. They should this have played it at Bubbleville. It, right. But this is, and for fans and for people like me, I wanted to see the game played. We all wanted to. In the middle of a pandemic, we're starving for that kind of thing. But for PC, think about the games that they're going to sell this kind of, and you know, these kind of tickets and this kind of crowd coming in, you know, at the gate. It's Rhode Island. It's probably Villanova, Seton Hall, like a couple of those games. But even those games, sure, okay, you'll pack the dunk for those games. You won't have this kind of atmosphere and interest in all of that. And to have a dunk that's going to be sold out to, to give that away, just to play a game in the middle of the pandemic. I think that it was less talked about, I think, last year on the Providence end. And I think as time has gone on, I think we've realized, okay, I think that's, that was a, that was a reason why they didn't want to do that because they know. And, and for, for URI, I think that's a little bit of respect. It is because of the kind of fan base they have and the kind of atmosphere it's going to be with this game. But should the game have been played and maybe work out, keep it at the dunk, you know, the next year, the following year, and keep it that way so that Providence doesn't lose the revenue and gate that they would get from this game? I think it could have been worked out. They they could have played the game. They could have played the game, bottom line. They could now, have. Now, you, you just brought up a really good point, though. So, obviously, you know, Providence didn't comment on that. Do you think that, in the end, that probably hurt Cooley more to the point where he had to – comment on the game because he got asked that question in every press conference. Yeah. He had to, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a nap, you know, it was a bug flying around him and, and he had to talk about it and he did. And it was what it was. Um, you know, it's a shame, but you know, scheduling wise Providence, they didn't have to play the game in terms of a resume too. Again, they get those opportunities in big East play and that's, that is what it is. It stinks because, again, fans want to see it, but that's the reality for Providence and their schedule. They get those opportunities in February, March. And so, but when you schedule Fairleigh Dickinson, 
that added to the questions and the skepticism and whatnot. But look, it's, it is what it is. The game didn't happen, but here we are. They're going to play and it adds some spice to it. And now that's going to be a great thing for Saturday's game. And less than, and less than 24 hours too. That's <laughs> not, like it's like, it's happening that we're yeah. not dreaming. We don't have to pinch ourselves. This game is happening. After the, um, but uh, <laughs> so as we get close to wrapping this up, let, uh, what's your, what's everyone's favorite URIPC memory that we got? God, we can't not do that one. Oh Ooh. boy. Aww. You guys probably have a longer history in terms of, it's, you know, it's, your... mine's going to be the the fats the fats like duncan like <laughs> um like point to the crowd just and that place erupting because mm-hmm. unfortunately i had to watch the tip in in person oh god that broke my it heart just broke it just uh i gotta say it was waiting outside for the 12 hours with all the students like one of the, i think it was i think it was the year that they won with hurley Hurley came out, brought pizzas and stuff to the kids waiting outside. We were throwing footballs around. We were having a blast right outside the student section. And then everybody just could feel the energy right going on. And then we took care of business. And Did it, it was... Didn't Cooley come talk to you too? Oh, yeah. When I was passing out wristbands <laughs> with the ruckus, Ed Cooley actually came up and started having a full-on conversation with me. As much as I, I – I'll be the first to admit it. This day, this year, I always – I always hate PC, the PC game day, but it's great for the state when both teams are doing great. See, you know what? I very much respect both of you guys because you feel that way. It's not one of those, I hate PC and that's throw PC away, whatever. I, because I think what makes a great rivalry is, is there having a little bit of mutual respect there too, you know? Um, Cause you, I mean, look, if there's rivalries where you really hate the other, t- like, I guess I shouldn't say that because I grew up a Red Sox fan and I see a, Red, a Yankees hat and I, I still uh, throw up in my mouth, but um, <laughs> I guess I shouldn't say that, but it is, it is fun for something like this when there is mutual respect. And I, I think with the coaches, the programs, there's that mutual respect because they want to see the other do well, especially the team that wins wants the other one to do well the rest of the season, right. because it means the win means more case in point doesn't go, it doesn't go from respect. a doesn't go from a quad one to a quad exactly three if they stick exactly. like a perfect example of that mutual respect thing the last year that the game was at the dunk that the pro at the people or that they um we had all those signs and one of them was ed cooley holding a hot dog after the game ed cooley's kids came up to me asking me for the sign to give to coach cooley <laughs> for christmas yeah. like, i'm like of course you guys can have like it's yeah. that stuff where both like, teams like they hate each other for the two and a half hours that they're going to war but everybody wants everybody to do well in the long run and it's great it's great for the state not just when pc and you or i are doing great but when brown and bryant are all doing well it's yep. great when all the other ones are but like like it, the one thing i'll say nick is and this is and we're gonna blast this out here right so URI obviously A10 tournament didn't do too didn't do too well. We didn't make it in the NCAA tournament, didn't make it in the NIT. PC made it to the NIT. Me and Andrew bought a ticket to the PC game on the train ride back from the A10 tournament because we still wanted to see some college basketball. Um, and I mean, like it's uh, let's put it this way: myself and Andrew watched the Texas Tech game. I watched it more to kind of you know keep an eye and see what 
I was expecting on Saturday and keeping a tab on them. Right. But yeah, I mean, I, I wasn't mad that they beat Texas Tech. I'm like, oh, good for them. Like, that's a good win. Like, great. Like, and obviously we wanted to see Santos Silva not do well. Not the point. This is I'm not talking about any 10 teams at this point, but um, <laughs> but it's it's that thought that, you know, this week coming up, you know, we you can be mad at Ed Cooley, mad at PC, mad that we have to go to the dunk, which is all feelings that we do feel, but like in the end, when it comes in a week, like, no, they need to do good because if your right pulls out the win and they do well, it makes us look good. <laughs> yeah. Makes you look great. Makes you look great. And I think right now with these programs too, you've got two coaches who are two good people. Ed Cooley is a, he's a good dude. And same with David oh, Cox yeah. who's salt of the earth. Like they're just, they're good guys. And the players right now, um, you know, from our experience, uh, you know, very respectful kids. Um, we're, you know, enjoying covering both programs. And so you want everybody to do well. And it's fun to see the, the blood boil between the two programs, like you said, for two and a half, three hours. And then rest of the year, we're going out to Kingston on certain nights. We're going to the dunk on certain nights. And so, you know, we'll, we'll see them. And I'll say this too, because you were mentioning the other two men's programs. Um, Brown and Bryant played on Black Friday and they had a heck of a game. Oh, I saw the highlights of that game. That was oh, a really good game. It was. The, the coaches were jawing at each other. The players are jawing at each other. If we have that kind of intensity for PCURI, we're going to have a great game. Like that Brown, that Brown URI game at the end of the month, I'm very much looking forward to that. But. Sounds good. Yeah, That's Brown's good. good. They're, you know, not to look look ahead, but, um, <laughs> you know, they're, they're good this year. They have a chance in the Ivy. I think the Ivy's wide open. Bryant is – in the personality of Jared Rosso is just, just tough, just got a bite to him. So yeah, it's going to be, it'll be interesting. I and mean, you guys saw it with Bryant. Like, I think they, you know, they got, they got themselves in the game for about 25 minutes and then they got themselves out of it, you know, in the last, what, 15. Um, and Rody obviously played well down the stretch, but um, you know, Bryant has a real opportunity to step forward in the NEC and, and grab hold of that thing again. So yeah, it's always it's always great when all these programs are healthy. It's it's awesome. So well, so now Nick, we we need to do this. What is your prediction for this game tomorrow? And I <laughs> and I know you want to be down the middle, but you can be I, honest too. You can be honest. We have to be realistic <laughs> here, right? So uh, yes, we want to get your... Gary and I. We're being realistic too. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I gave my uh, I gave my official prediction on on our like I said our podcast we recorded yesterday, which uh, um, which is the for anyone who is listening to this now is the Pick and Pop podcast with Bill Koch, uh, Maury Hirschhorn, and, and Nick Coit. Find that on all your podcast apps, by the way. Thanks, so, selfless plug. Thanks. Continue, Nick. <laughs> it's more. It is. Bill is the lead dog on that on that uh, on that podcast. So we we've been trying to come up with a new name too at some point, but. I don't know. <laughs> Uh, but we talked about it. we did uh, we met for about a half hour yesterday to talk about this because obviously it's a big deal, and we all we all predicted a Friars win, uh, and I went uh, Maury Maury seems to think the Friars are going to be uh, roll a little bit more than than we thought. Um, I said Friars by seven, and I see that as like seven points being they hit a few free throws to make it a seven point victory at the end. It'll be close. It'll be tight. It'll be. I think I said 64 to 57, which was ironically the score of, you know, the Harvard game. Um, <laughs> that's sort of the, the way I see it. 
Um, you know, when the Friars score 60 points, I think they're unbeaten this year. I think there's something like seven and oh, I think the one game they didn't was Virginia. And obviously they had their offensive struggles. So, um, but I just think the, the way that PC's playing, the way that they're battle tested right now, figuring out they can win without Nate having a huge game, I think just bodes really, really well for them. They're very athletic, but look, I'd be happy to be proven wrong too. And, and the Rams, if they play, if they shoot well, if they do well from beyond the arc, then if they shoot like they beat. shot against Georgia State, not a team exactly. gonna beat them. Exactly. But, They'll beat anybody on any given day if they're yeah. gonna shoot like that. So if they can do that and they can pull play that card again, then it's this thing could go differently. But I say Friars by seven. It it's gonna pay me to say I am I'm rooting for a close game, a nice game, a good game, what the fans deserve without having them for the last year and a half. But I think it's going to take a special performance out of a few guys from the Kingston squad to be able to pull this one out. I, it hurts to say, but I think, I think that PC is going to pull this one out. And and listen, like we want to be realistic. Don't get me wrong. I'll be shot. I'll be extremely happy. I'll be uh, skipping my way down Providence place mall. If your (laughs) pulls this one out, but I, 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 it's going to be a tough one. Yeah. I I mean, I don't see, I want to go close. Because no matter, and I, and I don't blame Maury for thinking that, right? Mm-hmm. But no matter the year, unless like URI is like bottom of the barrel, and I'm talking about like 2013, 2012, mm-hmm. where they won seven games, won eight games. This game is never, you can't look past it because it's never that far away. Unless no, it's, it's unless the teams are really bad. Yeah. So realistically, I want to say PC by five. And I was trying to look up the spread at this point. It's not out yet because it's like you would think it'd be out, but it's not out yet. But I, I looked for it last night too. I couldn't find it. Yeah, right. It's not, it's not here. Yeah. Um, I would say PC by five, but it's not going to be, it's going to be PC by five on, on free throws or some, something that is whatever. Cause it's never, it's not going to be PC by 20. That's this game is, they kind of like get an extra boost. I feel like it's almost it's, like, I can't, I can't remember the last time there was a blowout. I really can't. Yeah. Those couple, it's been almost like eight, nine years. Like, well, this is what happens when you get rivals together. Ah! Right? <laughs> There's that extra juice. They want to win. They want the bragging rights. Of course. <laughs> what happens? I like, I like that, Nick. I like it. I like it. <laughs> hey, <laughs> uh, so Nick, thank you for joining us on this uh PC URI preview part of Verde Baseline. Obviously, if you if you can follow Nick at Nick Coit ABC6. Uh, Nick is the sports director for ABC6, along with Ian Steele, uh, both two great guys uh, that keep up with both teams here in Rhode Island uh, for college basketball, and obviously Bryant and Brown as well. Uh, Nick, thank you for being on. Hopefully, uh, we run into you at the dunk tomorrow and say hello, and um, and hopefully maybe get a URI win. <laughs> please do say hello it, it was a it was a pleasure chat with you guys thank you thank you we want to thank nick for coming on with us today to talk about this great great game that we are all anticipating tomorrow um i think it's going to be a war i think the jared bynum injury is going to be big if he doesn't get to play and i think the twins are going to play a big big role in this game and i think malik martin could very well have a special game tomorrow yeah i think that this is going to be as we as we said in the interview with Nick, I think that it's going to be a, a tough game for URI. You know, I don't want to put anyone's expectations too high, but I really, really, really want a close game. 
and I really hope that we end up, you know, keeping it close against PC, but I think it's going to be a great time. Obviously, if you see us down in downtown Providence, feel free to say hello. We are friendly. We don't bite. So do make sure to, you know, if you see us at the dunk, say hi. You know, obviously we had a lot of people say hi to us over in Daytona and at Harvard. So do make sure to say hi. And and if you want to, you can check and see at this point, there still are tickets available as we are recording. Barely any left, though. Make sure you try to get over to the dunk. If not, if you can't make it there, game will be on at 2 o'clock on CBS Sports Network for URI PC. There is also a viewing party at Georges of Galilee for all those who want to check that out if you can't get down to the dunk or want to watch it with your fellow roadie fans. That's true, Andrew. Uh, over in South County, Georges of Galilee will be having a viewing party. I think it's their seventh annual viewing party for uh, URI PC. Obviously, they're not counting last year, so do make sure. Plenty of places to watch URI PC tomorrow. It is uh, now time for Andrew's Hot Take. Go ahead, Andrew. And this hot take is brought to you by Liam Morsiri, a physical physician's assistant at Beth Israel Deaconess Medical Center. Unfortunately, guys, my hot take this week is a semi-sad one. Gary and I are probably going to be having to take a few weeks off from recording. We'll probably come back to you right around Christmas time as I, in my infinite wisdom, messed up my wrist playing softball and am having to have some surgery next week so i don't think anybody wants me recording a podcast after the pc uri game on uh some fancy looking drugs so uh unfortunately we'll be seeing you guys in a few weeks that's right so we will be on a slight hiatus for the next two weeks at least probably returning to you the week of the uri brown game uh, which is happening on december 22nd so we're gonna give andrew some time to recover before after his surgery and obviously andrew i'm going to wish from everybody at roadie baseline and our fans that uh they wish you a speedy recovery on your surgery and hopefully that everything works out for you i know you've been in a lot of pain last couple weeks so hopefully you get back and we will be back around december 22nd probably right before the brown game to recover all the games that we missed during that time and obviously preview that game as well so do make sure we will be still active on social media so you guys can keep up with us there at roadie baseline on all platforms and as always enjoy the dunk hunt today against the providence college friars two o'clock game on cbs sports network and also the viewing party over at georges of galilee if you can't make it there and Leaving Andrew with the last note, as we say always, beat PC and go 